coffee? Oh, thanks. How did you sleep? Ugh, like a baby. I don't want to get out of bed. Ever. These sheets are... Mm, incredibly soft. What did you say they're called again? Performance bedding by Sheiks. <laughs> performance bedding? <laughs> yeah. They're made from super high-tech performance fabric. They're incredibly breathable, so you're not waking up at night throwing covers off and then an hour later throwing them back on. Huh. No wonder I slept so good. Since I started using Sheiks, I sleep like a baby. No more sweaty nights for me. No? Well... <laughs> well, I like them because they're soft. They feel like... Mm, silk. Performance fabric, huh? Maybe we should... Oh, I don't know. Try them out again? <laughs> <laughs> Comfort and performance for better sleep. That's Sheiks. S-H-E-E-X. Sheiks. Try Sheiks for 30 nights risk-free. Go to sleepcoolnow.com. Use promo code 1212 and get $40 off any sheet set. That's sleepcoolnow.com, promo code 1212. Sleepcoolnow.com, 1212. Welcome to a very special edition of the John and Leah Show. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week and the events of our often bizarre lives and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of honesty and rationality in the desert of deceit and insanity that is prevailing in the American media, cultural, and political landscape. My name is John Ziegler, and as always, but particularly this week, I am thrilled to be joined by my co-host, Leah Brandon, because... Normally, Leah Brandon is doing the show from Alabama. Roll Tide! This week, she is with me in studio here in <laughs> Southern California. I am. Not because the election is on Tuesday, but no. it is fortuitous that it happens to coincide with the election on Tuesday. So this is our last show before the big presidential election. And not only is she in studio, but for those of you who have internet access... You can actually watch video streaming of the show that Leah is literally doing in her own hands. <laughs> she is broadcasting this live on Facebook. That's right. And That's right. if you can't already, I am told very soon, if you go to our website, freespeechbroadcasting.com, you will be able to click on a link that goes directly to Leah's Facebook page where mm -hmm. you can check out the live Facebook broadcast. I've never been part of a live Facebook broadcast. Well, I've only done a couple, and they're so much fun because, you know, you can talk to everybody, and they can watch you, and it's just interaction, and we can answer questions during commercials, stuff like that. It's just fun. No, it's going to This is. – I'm really, really excited and looking forward to this from so many different perspectives. Uh, and it's also good that this will be on video – so in case we get into some sort of altercation, there'll be evidence of what did and did not happen. Of the assault for the police. Right, so that if you attack me, I'll have some video evidence okay. to if exonerate me. If you listen me. to the show, you know that I'm not the attacker. <laughs> I'm the attack E. <laughs> well, we, now we have video to show whether that's actually true or not. Right. Uh, now, so much to get to over the next almost uh, three hours. And I do hope you'll uh, check us out uh, via the, the live video streaming Facebook uh, at Leah Brandon's 
uh, Facebook page or our website, which is freespeechbroadcasting.com. I want to start by why you're here. Oh, yes. Uh, you're here in Southern California, not for this show. This is, <laughs> this is way down yeah. on your priority list. This is just a bonus that right. I'm here to do the show. Right. The real um, reason you're here is because the Breeders' Cup was in Southern California. Yes, it was. And so tell us about how your big weekend at the Breeders' Cup, which is, the, for those who don't know, is the last major horse race of any particular year. And you're Correct. a huge California Chrome fan. Yeah. And California Chrome was going for the basically the the ultimate uh, achievement in California Chrome's career. The and piece it, de resistance. And it didn't really work out that well. No, it didn't. And actually, uh, I also write for a horse racing magazine in all my spare time. Um, and... I'm supposed to write about the fan experience, and the page is blank. Last night, if you go to my Facebook page, Leah Brandon, you'll see the entire cake that I ate uh, to try to drown my depression. However, there was a really bright spot, and that was well, a— First of all, it was a great race. I mean, okay. California Chrome lost at the, at, the, at the very last moment and should have won, but it was a fantastic race for anyone who's not— Completely, totally emotionally invested. That's like me, you, though. Like, like you are in California I am. Chrome. Okay. Where California, I live and die by California Chrome. I'm sorry, he's just like my horse. I do feel personally, I, it's something about a personal loss for me that that he I lost understand. the race. But that, but not all was lost because you had a good weekend. I did have a good weekend. Uh, my friends from Shadwell Farms uh, in Kentucky ended up giving me. The pass of all passes, okay? Do you see where this says owner? You probably can't read it because it's backwards on the uh, Facebook So you were given deal. an owner's pass for the Breeders' Cup. Yes. I was given an owner's pass. By, and by whom? By a, a friend named Joseph. Uh-huh. And representing what ownership? Sheik Hamdan. What? What? Sheik Hamdan what? Hamdan bin Rashid. From, from what country was this? Dubai. All right. Okay, so so wait a minute. So you were you were attending on an owner's pass from some sheik from Dubai. Oh yes, at the Breeders' Cup. Oh yes. So from what I know about the way you look at things, if Hillary Clinton ever did that, that would be proof that she had sold out the entire country. No, that would be if they were from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> from Dubai, big difference. Big, 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 big. Not big. that big a difference, actually. <laughs> Not that big a difference, frankly. So um, this sheik, or sheikh, actually, right. has a brother, uh, and they're in constant competition to have the best horses. So they end up bringing a horse named Tamarcuz, uh to California. I'm sitting at the table with them in the turf terrace when the dirt mile is going on. We didn't think that Tamarcuz was going to win, but all of a sudden, he comes out around that far turn. There's no way he's going to lose. The table went crazy. Just to be at the Breeders' Cup at a table with people that have a horse running in the Breeders' Cup, and then he wins it, was like... The most excitement you can ever imagine. I was so happy for these guys. They're the greatest guys, and I just had the best time with them. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm sorry about California Chrome. At least Alabama ended up beating LSU. Ugh, and listen, if they hadn't, I wouldn't be here. 
Seriously. I'd well, be in the hospital. Well, you brought with you a, a gift from Alabama, and I'm very proud to be wearing it. I, I'm currently doing the show. I always do the show with a Hat. golf or a baseball cap of some kind. I know that. And I'm now wearing an Alabama Crimson Tide hat, which I've never owned an Alabama Crimson Tide hat. So roll tide. I'm it's very, the most beautiful It one is too. a beautiful hat. Mm-hmm. I'm, I really appreciate it. You're I, welcome. I will cherish it. And I, you know, as I've said on this show before, I've kind of become an Alabama fan, not because I'm uh, I like you know the, the 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 front runner. I'm not usually not a front runner fan. Me either. But what I like about them, as I've said before, is that in this world where we can't rely on anybody, we can't count on anybody, can't trust anybody. Nick you, Saban comes you, through. You know, every single week, Alabama's going to show up. They're going to be prepared. And they're gonna. You better. You better pack a lunch if you have any shot at beating them. And this year, I don't think anyone will. Uh, although there'll be a couple opportunities coming up in the next few weeks, and so. Um, but I, I'm very confident that uh, Alabama will end up being in the playoff and is going to be the favorite to win it. But thank you so much for the hat. You're welcome. It, You're very welcome. I, I, uh, I very much appreciate it. Uh, I also had a very odd week, which we'll probably talk about in hour number three. Uh, it was fortuitous in the fact that um, I, I went into a couple of different swing states for the election. Uh, I was in Philadelphia, State College, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, oh, did Pennsylvania. did you vote a bunch of extra times in I, Philadelphia I, while you were there? I, I hear the, you can. I'm the wrong color to try to do oh, that. Oh, that's uh, right. White guys don't really get away with that, uh, even, <laughs> especially in Philadelphia. But I uh, went from Pittsburgh and then... I went across the Ohio River into uh, my old stomping grounds of Steubenville, Ohio, which was maybe the most fascinating part of the whole trip. And, of course, Pennsylvania and Ohio are key states in this election, and there were some interesting things that occurred during the trip. But uh, also it was good to get back there to get a sense because I, you know, I take a lot of pride in my presidential elections uh, predictions, as you know, Leah. I've never been wrong about a presidential election in my life, and I've been really eerily accurate a lot of times. And I think part of that, the reason for that is that I have lived in most of the key states. (laughs) I have lived, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I've lived in Ohio. I've lived in North Carolina. I've lived in Florida. I've lived in Virginia, which is unfortunately no longer a major key state. Yeah, it doesn't count Um, anymore. Right. But I mean, I I have lived in so many different places. I think I have a pretty good sense of the of where the country is and where it's going and so at one point probably in hour number two we are going to go through and give the ultimate pre-election update slash prediction state by state of all the key states and tell you how each of us think this whole thing is going to go down between hillary and donald trump when we come back we'll address some of the news of the week and specifically when we come back the damage that this election has done to the relationship between me and Leah and how that may impact tonight's show and why tonight's show maybe make or break for the entire history of the John and Leah show. All that and more, plus a brand new sponsor I want you to check out right here on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And this is a very special edition of the John and Leah Show. First of all, Leah is in studio. Second of all, we're trying for the first time to do some 
live video streaming via Leah's Facebook page. I am now told that the link to access that live video streaming is now live at freespeechbroadcasting.com. Apparently, go there, go there. The upper right-hand corner of freespeechbroadcasting.com, and you can watch the show live for whatever that's worth, and you, you can even ask us questions during the break, and we'll be happy to answer them and uh, give you a little insight as to how the show is done. Although, I have to say, Leah, we're probably about as transparent as any nationally syndicated radio show could be, for better or for worse. Yeah. And, and part of being transparent, I, I wanted to address an issue that's been very obvious to anyone who's listened to us for the last couple of months. You're bullying me and treating me like crap. And so I wanted to address an issue that I think has been very obvious to anyone who's listening for the last couple of months, which is that there's been a lot of tension between us. Now, yes. part of what makes the show good is that it's real. We don't do an oh. act. Oh, it's real. We don't do an act on the John and Leah show. This is as real as radio gets. Uh, and so the tension has been real. And it's not been something that I have been happy about, although I, I've been a little bit conflicted because I do think at times it has made for good radio. Uh, and I think you've said that to me at, at times. Where good radio, but bad for relationships. Well, one of the things that we that has challenged us is that this is the first time we've seen each other in, in a couple of years. I mean, we, 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 we started the show two years and a week ago, and that was the last time you and I saw each other. Really? Yes. I and thought we did the show like a year ago. Maybe no, we didn't. No, it was two years ago when we did the, one of the first shows together live. It was for the Bre- You were in town for the Breeders' Cup. That's right, and so, when Chrome lost again. Right. So anyway, the point of this is, I think that without the nonverbal communication, doing the show remotely has made it more difficult for us to overcome this Trump issue, which has divided us. And that's one of the, one of the many things that have occurred. I think both of us have said things that we should not have said. One of the things that has hurt me most... I mean, and I don't get hurt. I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't get hurt by human beings too often, Leah. I don't, I don't like human beings. You don't right? have very high expectations of human beings. I don't like people, all right? And so when I do like somebody, and, you know, I, I have what I call foxhole friends, all right? The, these are the only friends I really find worthwhile. Because if, if you haven't been in a foxhole with somebody, you don't know who they are. That's all right? true. All right? That's true. And so... I have been in a fox. I, so I have a, a group of foxhole friends. We've talked most, by the way, they're the only people that come on this show are foxhole friends. We've got, you know, Cyrus. John Yarmouth. Right. Congressman John Yarmouth is a foxhole friend out of Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. We got the filmmaker Cyrus Narasta. Yes. Who's a foxhole friend. For sure. Uh, uh, Franco Harris, NFL legend. Franco Harris. Is a foxhole uh, friend. That's it. Um, we don't have any more. <laughs> well, no, there's one other. He hasn't come on the program. I would say Reno Sakaj, who was the head football coach at Steubenville Big Red High School, who went through that whole rigmarole, and I wrote a book about them 22 years ago, and I helped get him through that crisis. In fact, I happened to see him during this past uh, weekend's trip after they won their playoff game Friday night. So I, I would put him in that category. Sure. I would put Leah Brandon in that exclusive category. You okay? want me in your foxhole. Right. You're, you're a foxhole friend with our, our days at KFI in Los Angeles. So... And, and this is probably, there's good and bad to this, because when you're a foxhole friend, I feel like we can survive anything. Right. All right? And so, therefore, I'm, I will go places that I wouldn't go with a normal, like, non-foxhole friend. 
You see what I'm saying? Because a, that's right. A not it's almost a compliment to you that I figure, well, this is Leah. We can get we can survive can, this. Yes, we can go through this. You can treat you don't have to kid glove me. Basically right. But it also it hurts me, wounds me when at times I think you have insulted my integrity in this whole Trump fiasco by saying things like I'm blinded or I'm invested in him losing or I'm a Hillary supporter, which is just not true. I, I have taken what I believe to be the correct and principled stance. You can disagree with me. I'm happy for you to disagree with me on that. It makes for better radio. It's more interesting. But I think we both have gone over the line and we shouldn't have done that for a number of reasons, not all of which are really our fault. And so I, I'm glad that you're here. One, that we have the video so that anything <laughs> happens, we have proof. But two, that we can get through. Because as bad as this Trump thing has been for America, I don't want it to destroy this show or our relationship. Okay. Uh, and I cannot see the time here at all. we got about 20 seconds. All right. So we'll talk about it on the other side no, of the well, you got Well, give me 10 seconds. Okay. I just have to say that this whole election has made me, you know, want to quit the show. Right. I mean, seriously, before I came here, I texted Zig and said, it's not fun anymore. I want an exit strategy. Well, now now we have an exit strategy for this segment. We'll see when we're back in a few minutes. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com, where I'm told, but I don't know, um, (laughs) that if you go to freespeechbroadcasting.com, I know that there's a link there for Leah Brandon's live streaming of this broadcast, video streaming, from her Facebook page. But I don't know for sure that if you click on that, you're going to get the current version of the live streaming. I think it's worth trying, but if you can't do it, I'm sorry. Uh, this is already becoming more of a pain in the ass than it's probably worth. But, um, uh, I'm, you, know, you know, look, this okay. is why I don't like trying new things. I know. OK, I, look, I, I really I'm don't like saying, trying new things. I'm saying you just really need to not sweat the small stuff. OK, fair enough. <laughs> so we are streaming live for whatever that's worth. So you can see us doing the show and you can see whether we're getting along or not, which has been a uh, subtext to this program for the last couple of months. Before we move on to the actual news, did you want to say anything else about how Donald Trump has driven a wedge between us both on and off the air here? Yes. Okay. Um, You know, it's funny because uh, we were kind of talking about it in the car on the way over here. Um, I feel that... My opinions are not taken seriously. Like, I feel like I'm lumped in with the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists, Drudge Report, Breitbart readers, um, because whenever I will say something like a defense or something, then I'm, like, brushed off as a conspiracy theorist. And on the way over here, and I've also thought about this before— that you and I are looking at this election in two different ways, and we're kind of having the wrong argument. 
because you believe something that I do not believe at all. And everything that you're basing your opinions on is based on the belief Mm -hmm. that America is still going to be here after four slash possibly eight years of Hillary Clinton. You believe that the world is going to see that Hillary Clinton is terrible, that um, the GOP will have a resurgence and all of this stuff. I don't believe there's going to be enough left of the country after four years to get to that point. And so you have accepted Hillary Clinton coming in as president because you're looking ahead. You don't want Donald Trump because you think four years down the road, he's not going to be president and the GOP is going to be blown up. You're looking at Hillary Clinton and a resurgence four years down the road. I don't think we're ever going to get there because she's going to have two, three, four appointments to the Supreme Court. Congress is going to be a nightmare. The Senate will be taken back over. We're probably going to... It's going to be a mess. We're never going to get there. Plus, we're going to have tons of taxes, tons of refugees. I don't want that in America. And so I'm fighting... To not have that, and you're fighting for four years down the road because you believe that Donald Trump, if he ever were to become president, would wipe out everything. So the only hope you have is in the future four years down the road after Hillary Clinton's president. That's a pretty good analysis, and I do think that that's a major, that's not 100%, but that's a major part of our disconnect, and I think that that's well articulated I said last week, and you didn't like the, and I'm sure I said it in a very snotty way, so that you had a reason not to like it. But, <laughs> but I said that you are playing checkers and I'm playing chess. Uh, and there's a connotation there that I honestly didn't intend, oh, you're the stupid one and I'm the smart one. But in, there's, they're two different games. Yes. I mean, and in chess, sometimes you have to take a step back in order to survive. And, and so to me, I'm, I, I agree with your, your analysis there. To me, it's kind of ridiculous to say that the country is totally lost, not to get sidetracked here, but we survived eight years of a far, far more powerful president in Barack Obama than Hillary Clinton will ever dream of being because he has he had the media 100% on his side. He started with 60% approval rating. He had both houses of Congress on his side. I don't believe Hillary's going to have that. So he was far more dangerous, especially coming after an economic collapse. I mean, that was a really dangerous period. We also well, had Antonin Scalia. Uh, no, no, I, I get, I get, I get, believe me, nobody gets the Antonin Scalia problem as much as I do, which I'll get to in a second, but, but here's the thing. Hillary is old, unlike Obama, no charisma, unlike Obama, doesn't have the media, unlike Obama, doesn't have, isn't going to have the full both houses of Congress, unlike Obama, we, we could currently control. I mean, this is actually amazing to me. Like, to me, this is actually remarkable how much conservatism or republicanism or what do you want to call it has been able to survive where we have the worst presidential candidate ever, ever. And we still don't know 100% for sure two days out he's going to lose. Now, we, we have the Senate. We have the House. We control most state legislatures. 
I'm sorry. That is not a movement that is dead. That's a movement that is somehow existing despite itself. So that's why I don't buy your, and by the way, you're not alone in your theory, because I hear this all the time. There won't be elections in 2020. Why are we worried about this? No, I'm not hearing that. I'm not saying there are not going to be elections. I'm saying there's going to be some very, very different, big consequences. Absolutely. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. There will be consequences to the Hillary Clinton presidency. It's going to be awful. Let's not, let's not pretend. Let, let, let's, let, I don't think there's going to be a Hillary Clinton presidency yet. Well, we're going to talk about that in hour number two. But, but, but let's not pretend that there's not going to be consequences. That's part of what, my, what drives my anger about the whole Trump thing. I'm angry about the Trump thing because this didn't need to happen. This shouldn't be happening. Hillary should not be president and she wouldn't have been if we had nominated a halfway decent candidate. So that's why I'm pissed. And I will be pissed for the next four, maybe more than four years, because as you've said, there are going to be some permanent consequences here. But, you know, this whole thing with Scalia, let's take this for a second. Because this is, this is, I think, a huge part of why so many conservatives are willing to go and hold their nose as much as they can and vote for a guy who's a liberal con man, as I believe him to be, who's totally unqualified, uniquely unqualified for the office. What do you think is going to happen if Trump is president with regard to Scalia's replacement? Tell me, game plan that out for me. Serious, this is a sincere question. What do you think will happen? Well, uh, before I say what I'm going to say, let me just say what you're going to (laughs) say. Well, no, I want to hear your answer. No, no. No, because I've given you this answer before. What do you think going to happen? Many, many times. What do you think is going to happen? I have said before. Okay, Donald Trump already gave us his list. Okay, let's take, I'm going to give him, I'm going to take him at his word, which is really hilarious because he's a liar, pathological liar. But let's take him at his word. Do you really think, Leah, seriously? I mean this with all sincerity. Let's say he abides by his word that he gave Sean Hannity in a goodnight kiss. And, and he decides to take one of the 20, I think it is, people that he put on this magic conservative list. And he takes that off the, the person off the list after he amazingly gets uh, uh, elected. And he nominates them to replace Antonin Scalia. What do you think is going to happen next? What, what, what do you think the process will be? Yes. Really? So you think, so you think, because here's what's going to happen. If by some miracle Trump gets elected, there's going to be riots in the streets. There are going to be people of, of especially of minorities statuses who well, are going to hold on. Paid oh, by the Democrats. Hold on a second. No, I'm no, not no. Buying Leah, into that, Leah. No, no, no. I don't. It doesn't matter why there will be civil unrest. That's not true. Yes, it is. That is it, false. There will be civil unrest. His election will be blamed on the FBI director. There will be a no. Um, there will be a cleared. Hold on a second. There will be a stock market collapse, both internationally and domestically. Oh, so, my God. So, so Brexit, too, was going to be a collapse. Hold on a second. So by January, by the time he takes office, his approval ratings, which are already in the dumpster, are going to be, there will be no honeymoon. He will be in the 30s, maybe low 40s at best, with the news media hating him and the Democrats having at least... 49 or 50 seats in the Senate. But you don't know that. Yes, we If Hillary Clinton doesn't win, we don't get all the seats in the Senate. No, no, no. 
wait a minute, nobody, nobody believes the Democrats will have less than 49 seats in the Senate. They don't need 49 to stop any Trump nomination for the Supreme Court. You know why? Because we just spent the last eight, nine months creating the precedent that it's okay not to have nine Supreme Court justices. Well, you know. So so hold on a second. You've got to use your brain. You've got to game plan this. So when we go in with a completely unpopular president who at best, who at best has no honeymoon period, and the Democrats have more than enough votes to filibuster, and we've already set the precedent that we can stand with eight Supreme Court justices and the president. Then that's fine. We stand with eight. And guess what? The next ones that go, we get to choose them. I'll take that all day long. All right. So so then, all right. But well, see, hold on a second. No, no, because all this that you just put out there is conjecture, and no, it's it, all BS. Riots in the streets. Oh, come on. Leah? It's too Leah? much. Leah, so, no, hold on. Let's go. It's with, too much. Let, 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 Leah, let's go, with, let's go with your... No. Hold on. You, you said let's... Okay, so if he can't get his first one through, if he can't get his first nominee through... Knowing everything we know about Donald Trump and negotiations, what does Donald Trump normally do? Nor- Donald Trump normally then caves and will then go with someone not on the list. But let's pretend Sean Hannity, uh, with a goodnight kiss, convinces him to stay strong and fight the filibuster and stay with the eight unless he can get one of his 20 through. Then what happens after that? He's not fulfilled his number one promise to conservatives, which was to nominate a conservative to replace Anderson and Scalia which now is going to create a domino effect for everything else in his presidency because now no oh longer gosh. his base no longer trusts him. This is crazy, Ziegler. It's not crazy at all. What are you saying? It's logical. Okay, first of all, you lost me at civil unrest. You don't think you, you lost me at civil unrest. You don't think there will be civil unrest if Donald okay. Trump is president. All right, Le- you, you're you, listening to the liberal media. That's what okay. everybody is saying. Oh, and by the way, the liberal media is also saying that if uh, he is not elected president, there's going to be riots in the streets. All right. but, but although it's going to be the Republicans doing it. Look, here's the look. <laughs> there's going to be riots in the streets, right? Everywhere. My point of this, Leah, is that the idea that Trump will walk in and and replace Antonin Scalia instantly with a true blue conservative is preposterous. It's, it's just flat out ridiculous. It, there's no chance of that. Okay. We, there's no chance of that. And okay. so. Now, granted, whatever he does would be better than what Hillary's going to likely do. Yes, I, I, thank you. I get that, but there's a whole lot of other things that we would suffer because of the Trump presidency that have nothing to do with this. Okay. Now, when we come back, though, we, we're, I, I, look, we're way past break. I want to talk about the, the news of the day, which is the fact that James Comey has effectively said, you know that letter I sent uh, nine, ten days ago? Never mind. And we'll talk about that when we return on the John and Leah show. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com, where I am told now with more confidence that if you go to freespeechbroadcasting.com and click on the brand new link in the upper right-hand corner, uh, that you can uh, view the live streaming, video streaming of this uh, broadcast via Leah Brandon's Facebook page. Although I'm still a little confused as 
do you need do you need to be logged into Facebook? Do you do you know? Can you just go yeah? You to just Facebook? go to Facebook, find mm. Leah Brandon. Yeah. Okay. Um, and anyway. there I am. Okay. Well, figure it out if you can. If not, just listen on the radio. And of course, everything else is at freespeechbroadcasting.com, including, by the way, my columns from Mediate, in which one of them this week deals with the very issue we discussed in the last segment, which is what happens if Trump is, in fact, elected president and why it is that that's why I am still, quote unquote, never Trump. Riots uh, in the streets, people. Riots in the streets. Okay. That's a very small but significant part of the overall picture of what would transpire should Donald Trump be president. I tell you for sure, Leah, for sure the stock market tanks uh, internationally. Momentarily. Maybe a momentarily. Um, other I mean, thing, they other, freak out over anything, so I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. By the way, other things that will happen, uh, Turkey has said that they will not allow our bases, us to use their bases to fight ISIS if Trump is president. Uh, which you might not care about, but I know you, you are big into the fight against ISIS. You probably don't care, but uh, the uh, International Olympic Committee has been let it be known that if Trump is president, L.A. can forget about the 2024 Olympic Games. That's so uh, stupid to have the Olympics here anyway. Okay, well, I'm just telling you, there are all sorts of unintended, Look, uh, unforeseen people, consequences if Trump is president. But. They're making a bunch of threats. And okay. you know what? <clears throat> Shut up. All right. Okay, so um, the big news. Right, the, shut up. Last week, the big news, of course, was the the letter <clears throat> from James Comey, where uh, he told uh, Congress, "Hey, look, remember that email investigation? Yeah, we think we may. We're not sure. Have found some new emails that may. We're not sure. Uh, be relevant to the investigation that we previously had thought was concluded involving Hillary Clinton and classified right. information. Blah 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 blah." I don't want to put words in your mouth, but my recollection of our conversation last week was you felt as if this was an indication that Comey knew that there was something big, there was a bombshell, and that he wouldn't do this otherwise. I said, uh-uh, looking at the tea leaves, I think this is a big nothing burger, and that if that is found out after the election, that he will be seen as having influenced the election based upon no information. Today we find out, because Comey sends another letter, which effectively says... Oops. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> remember that? Uh, Ixnay on the Ederlay. Oops. Right. Uh, yeah, remember when I sent that letter? Well, you know what? Oops. Never mind. Um, we looked at the emails, and there is no change in our previous determination that there were no charges that were valid against Hillary Clinton. Right. What is your reaction to that? What happened today with Comey? Okay, well, first of all, I have to tell you, I've been in Breeders' Cup paradise, mm -hmm. and I have ignored the news on purpose because um, <laughs> I, I really don't give a crap anymore. Uh, it's two days before the election or whatever, and, you know, what, what, whatever. However... Um, what I find really interesting has nothing to do with Anthony Weiner's devices and Huma and mm. all of that stuff. It's weeding my way through uh, the WikiLeaks. Hold on. Wait, wait, before we get, can't we just address what happened with Comey? It's what I'm saying. Okay. They are looking in the wrong place. Uh, but last week you said Comey had a bombshell. Now we I know he, he doesn't. So, so can I even get a Ziggua right? Can I get even a Ziggua right? You know what? Uh, I guess not. Yeah, you were right. He said he doesn't have anything. So now you don't believe him. So, so now this is all he's what? He's looking this in is the wrong place. 
There is absolutely intent if you look at the John Podesta emails. <sighs> there is a complete laid out trail, and I don't understand why but, they're not looking there. But you thought that there was new bombshell information in right. these new emails. It's, right. So either he's lying or there's not. It turns out most of them were duplicates, and they were able to figure that out very quickly using you know computer algorithms with all those emails. And he, he could not have been more definitive in the, in the letter today, two days before the election. Yep, nothing new here, which okay. is exactly what I told you. And I knew that based upon the leaks. And by the way, I have to tell you what we learned in this, in this week prior to today's Comey letter raises a lot of suspicions about what's going on in the FBI because Fox News Channel, I don't know, you may have been in Breeders' Cup mode. but did, I've been. Okay, did you, did you hear about Brett Baer reporting that an indictment was imminent based upon FBI sources against the uh, Clinton Foundation and, and a whole bunch of other things, and it turned, they had to pull totally back. He had to apologize. It was all based on bull crap. And, and we also learned that Rudy Giuliani had advanced notice of the first Comey letter and bragged about it on television. And now that, both of those things tell me that there's something going on in the FBI where they do, whether it's valid or not, it may be perfectly valid based upon the information they have, but there is an element of the FBI that is out to get Hillary Clinton and wants to help Donald Trump. That is obvious from the, what from reading the tea leaves of what's happened over the last week and a half. It's because she's corrupt and they know it. Well, that might be, but it's still not the role of the FBI to be influencing our elections like this. Well, I, I'm telling you, it all comes, it, Ziegler, it's all right there in the Podesta emails. It's all right there. It's yeah. right there. I don't understand why they're not looking there. Why are they going after Hillary Clinton and Huma? I, I don't understand. But I said before, the FBI's been compromised. I don't know how. I don't know if they're for Donald Trump. I don't know if they're for Hillary Clinton. They're not who they used to be. Well, look, I think Comey's big mistake was writing the letter. Why couldn't he have just made a phone call 10 days yeah. ago, which there wouldn't have, not have made nearly as big a news story. Then he could have called back and said, oh, by the way, yeah, don't worry about it. We're all good. Yeah. And none of this would have happened. It wouldn't have been the big firestorm. Right. Hour number two, our predictions for what happens in this big election. And shockingly, we don't agree on the John and Leah show.